2: Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field. Or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life, so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated, and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode twenty-two of Date Yourself Radio. I'm really excited about today's interview. My guest, Stasha Washburn, has brought to light a topic that honestly is still in 2016 taboo to talk about. We use phrases or idioms to describe it, and if we do talk about it, we're often made to feel shameful or embarrassed, or it's written off as a woman's thing, even though it's literally the life force of the human race. And if you haven't already guessed what we're talking about today, we are talking about periods. And nope, I'm not talking about the punctuation point. I can remember going to the grocery store and hiding my tampons and my cart under a bunch of produce, sticking a tampon up my sleeve on the way to the bathroom if I had to change it. And if I wasn't feeling well because of my period, I remember coming up with other reasons or excuses as to why I, could, why I wasn't feeling well and what I could tell people. So not only is Sasha going to break through those taboos today, she's talking about your cycle in a way that I've never heard described before. And y'all, I've been in the self-care world for a while. And what I love even more about what she's going to teach you is she's going to share with us how you can align your dating and self-care practices to your monthly cycles. It makes so much sense. I've just never seen it that way before. And don't worry, if you're on birth control or in perimenopause or menopause, she's also got you covered. But before we get to the interview, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening. I know there are a bazillion podcasts out there, really, I counted them. And for whatever reason, the way the stars aligned, you are choosing to listen to mine. And that means more than you'll ever know to me. So, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And with that, let's get straight to the interview. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. And hello and welcome to my guest, Sasha. Hello. All right, Sasha. So, I am really excited about your topic. This is something that's completely unique to the podcast so far. Um, But before we get there, let's just start with, can you tell the listeners a little bit about just who you are and how you got to be where you are? It would be my pleasure. I am Stasha. I am known as the
1: period coach. I work with women in menstruation currently. It's not where I started, though. I started... Many, many years ago as a dance major and studying anatomy and biology and physiology and all these good things that I found Mm -hmm. really fascinating and interesting. So I started off my coaching business after my dancing career working with, obviously, female athletes or athletes in general. I didn't really narrow it down. I just happened to end up with all females. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then it sort of morphed because it turned out that every one of the women had some kind of PMS or painful periods and I had crippling periods. I mean on the floor of my bathroom for three days, throwing up,
2: oh sweating.
1: Gosh. I'd have to go in the bathtub just to stop throwing up for a couple of hours. Like really oh in high school I was on narcotics and birth control and all sorts of good stuff. But um Not really so helpful for a teenager trying to do things like think. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that narcotics aren't fun, but not maybe the best idea for like a 16-year-old. But they didn't even help. So, you know, it was really like the doctors tried everything up to some pretty awesome narcotics. And then they were like, well, we can't do anything else. So go have a kid or have a hysterectomy. And you know, I was like 16, 17. And I was like, that's probably not going to be what I do. And um, wow. so you know, I realized a lot of my clients and myself all had these very similar problems to varying degrees. So I sort of just started diving into hormone balance and eventually just dropped the athletics part and just really decided I really wanted to end the taboo around menstruation so that we could have these conversations open and honestly and heal collectively.
2: I love that. I love that. And just kind of bringing things to, to light makes. Um, it's just such you know this is really what I do in my practice, and I can totally relate to your story about morphing into what you do now because I started a lot of my listeners know that I started as a health coach, but women were coming to me because they wanted to lose weight to date and then I thought, well, let's just skip the losing weight part and just build the confidence part to dating. Yeah. so I totally can relate to to your story so can you tell tell us a little bit if you want to um you know dig into it just what did you do to stop? You know the, you know, your doctor basically gave you two options, which neither one of them were good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I assume you learned a lot about hormones and more yeah. homeopathic treatments. So, what did you do? Just a couple things that you did that that really worked. Yeah. Well, I tried everything,
1: and I'll tell mm-hmm. you, acupuncture did help, except that I had a very irregular cycle, so that didn't mm-hmm. really help because I couldn't really anticipate what's happening. So, you know, for women that have kind of a more regular cycle, that can always be really helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. But overall, for myself, I needed to abandon gluten and stop it with the sugar. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I got rid of those two things in my diet, I was about, I would say, 75% better, maybe even 80%. And then the last 20% was a matter of healing my gut, so lots of bone broth, fermented cod liver oils, these very deeply nourishing, I call them supplements. They're not, they're just foods, but if we think of them as something that you have a little bit of every day. (laughs) So I call them supplements in my practice. Um, But I started doing really intense gut healing work, and in my learning about hormones, it turns out that they are all... Synthesized, created, eliminated—kind uh, of everything aside from a few things—at some point have to go through your gut. So if mm. there's something going wrong in there, it's going to affect the whole body, no matter what. So, oh, yeah, for me, it was all about the gut healing. Which, of course, gluten and sugar act, hurt your gut lining. Yeah. So that's <clears> so interesting.
2: I had no idea that you know taking gluten. I mean. Gluten and sugar out of your diet would affect your hormones. I just, this is something that's just totally new for me. And I think it's going to be, um, brand new to a lot of my audience too. So it's just really awesome that you're here telling us a little bit about it. So, um, what, so can you just like tell us a little bit, like the process of like when a woman comes to you, she's having crippling periods. Like what's the process that you, take her through to kind of, because obviously gluten and sugar work for you, but that may not be the answer to everyone else. So like, what's the process that you do to help kind of figure out like what you can do to stop crippling periods?
1: Right. Well, the first thing we do is go through a 30 day whole foods, just nothing but real food. We eliminate all of the aggressors in the diet. So the caffeine and the sugar and the gluten and the preservatives and the chemicals and the food dyes. Cause a lot of people don't realize how much food dyes really affect them. Um, and gluten can cross into the blood brain barrier. So in a lot of way cases, problems can be in the pituitary gland Mm -hmm. and that can be affected because gluten can get in there. So, um, so we eliminate everything, and we just cleanse, and it's a, it's a self-care-a-thon. <laughs> we do lots of, like, go to the tubs, go to the jacuzzi, go get a massage, go get a mani-pedi, go, like, self-care month.
2: Okay.
1: Which, you know, <laughs> makes up for the fact that you have to not eat all of the things that you're normally eating. right. Right. So it's all about like lots and lots and lots of rewards. So you start to really associate amazing self-care and self-love and self-worth and value with your food choices. So you're really seeing food as nourishing and caring and loving for yourself. So then afterwards, we'll start to incorporate things and we'll see what things actually jam you up. And some women, it's caffeine, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like they can have everything up to green tea. But as soon as you cross into black tea or coffee, it's too much for their systems. Um, For some women, it it is sugar. You know, there's just, Mm -hmm. they can have like a little bit of honey here and there, but nothing else. So depending on the woman, but we just do, we start to add things in one step at a time. We do a little bit of supplement, herbal um, supplements, depending on their hormonal imbalance, to kind of help ease that transition. So whatever your cravings are, whatever your hormonal imbalance is, I'll give about three or four um, kind of, I call them Band-Aids, supplements, these things that will help make the transition easier, mm-hmm. help reduce the craving overwhelm, help reduce the anxiety, and help pull the hormones and support the hormones back into balance so that when you do come out of the healing phase, those cravings aren't so intense. Like you don't go right back to where you started, which is the problem yeah. with diets. You know, you right. do a diet, but then you come out of it and you just binge. Right. Yeah. So this is more about making that transition a long lasting and healthy transition.
2: Got it. So you eliminate these foods and then, um, you know, I'm like vaguely familiar with elimination diets. You just add one food at a time, like mm-hmm. every couple of weeks and just see what happens. Is that then the process? Yeah. Okay. Some foods take longer in the system and some foods okay. take
1: shorter in systems. So as we go through things, we really just go depending on what we're reintegrating and how long we'll give before we mm-hmm. call it a yay or a nay.
2: Got it. So what would you say, and I don't know if you can answer this question, but what would you say is the number one culprit of all the women that you've worked with?
1: Sugar. Sugar. Mm-hmm. The problem is that our, Uh, hormonal balance and the way that our body works is very dependent upon our blood sugar levels. So if we are Mm -hmm. crashing our hormonal balance, everything shifts because there's one hormone that is a precursor for not only our reproductive hormones like estrogen, Mm -hmm. but also our fight or flight hormones like cortisol and Mm -hmm. adrenaline. So when we crash, when we sugar crash, our body pulls out of the estrogen progesterone and puts it into the cortisol and um, adrenals. So we, our hormonal balance gets shifted into survival mode and out of, oh, hey, everything's good, we can rest, we can digest, we can make babies, let's do that, <laughs> So we lose our libido, we lose our um, nice and easy flow, and Mm -hmm. we go into this crazy survival mode. So that blood sugar balance will flip us back and forth between those two systems, and that makes the biggest impact.
2: So fascinating so fascinating. Okay, so I'm promised the listeners this does we are going to tie this back to dating. Um <laughs> so I think to get there and you can tell me if I'm um incorrect in this, but um talking about you have a chart and which we'll give the link so everyone can um grab that if they they want from you um about the monthly menstruation cycle. Um And it looks like it looks really interesting. I'm looking at it right now on my screen. Can you just um, walk us through that? What absolutely okay? Totally. So in my
1: charts, I have the four phases of our menstrual cycle, and then next to it, I have uh, what, why, how, and do during next to each phase. That's my own personal system, and these are the questions that you want to answer for yourself. And Mm -hmm. I jokingly call, explain it with the dirty socks conundrum or the dirty socks principle. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you're in a relationship with somebody and we've all probably had at least one relationship with a partner where they just don't, they don't get their dirty socks into the hamper. They don't finish Mm -hmm. the dishes at the end of the night. They don't, there's just that one thing that During your PMS week or your luteal phase, you could probably murder your partner in their sleep and not feel bad about it. (laughs) So this is what I call the what phase during this time frame. And the thing is that you want to see what it is that is annoying you. What are the things that month after month... And it can be something about yourself too. So what is it that when you're in this premenstrual phase that really frustrates you? What are the things that come up every time? And you don't do anything about it. You just sit back and observe. Very, you know, be the scientist and the observer of your own life, and just you know, keep a journal and make a note. And then when you go into your menstrual phase,
2: you let me ask, let me stop you yeah. for a second. So for the what phase, like this is right before your period starts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so we're like the week. The little phase is
1: okay. usually seven to ten days long, depending on the person. Okay. Um, and in the luteal phase, there's two hormone shifts, which we don't need to get into, but there's two hormone shifts. So generally it feels like you just get a little bit tired at the beginning of it. And then right before your period, we all get the, that tired, heavy, pissy, grumpy PMS symptoms,
2: basically. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of through that whole phase, but so the would, end of it's most intense. Would this be like the classic, like this is the PMS phase basically? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to ask because on the chart you have like some foods like brown rice, sweet yes. potato, apple, things like that. Those are things you want to eat or not? Those eat. are things you want to eat. Okay. Okay. want oh, to yeah, see chocolate yeah. is there, so that's good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Those are the things that you want to
1: eat, which is why on my on my website, I have the colorful one on the blog post. And then if you send it for the email list, you get a black and white copy so that you can print for your refrigerator.
2: Okay, cool. And everyone, yeah. this will be, I mean, you'll be able to grab the link to download this over at my show notes, which will be veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 22. That's the number 22. We are getting up there in the episode numbers. That's exciting. Nice. Um, okay, so we are in the we're leaving the wet phase and we're going to go to the next phase. So walk us right. through that. So in this dirty socks
1: principle, when you're in the menstrual phase, your hormones just go away. When you, it's really very much like the dam bursts and you're calm because those hormones drop. The, okay. the crazy making hormones drop. <laughs> okay,
2: okay.
1: And that's a great time. Um, actually, your brain shifts because your hormonal, your reproductive hormones actually change the way your brain works. And your brain shifts during your menstrual phase to its most connected of the entire month. Your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere talk the most. And your gut, which has the same amount of brain cells in it as say your household cat, um, also is very connected. So you're really intuitive during your menstrual cycle, which is why women used to go into the red tent and talk and dream and plot and plan and, and improve their community and their village. And a lot of those ideas would come during this time. Um, But it's also a good time for you to look into the whys because you have access to your left brain and your right brain in a way that you don't normally. So it's a great time to ask yourself, why are things bothering me? Like, why does the fact that my partner can't make their dirty socks into the hamper make me want to murder my partner with my bare hands? (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe it's because you feel like you're your partner's mother, not your partner. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. you're not feeling respected. Maybe you're not feeling like you're a valued asset in a 50-50 partnership, but mm-hmm. treated like the help. And mm-hmm. that's a great time to sit back and look at why. You know, was that a pattern that came out of your, you know, is that what your mom and dad did, and you're repeating that pattern? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've noticed in other relationships and you see that pattern playing out? Like it's a really good opportunity to see where your patterns are, and without judgment, just go, okay, so that's a pattern. I need to look into that, you know? And then you can take the time to kind of dive into why this is a pattern and why it affects you the way that it does. Um, so that's why I call it the why phase.
2: I love that. And these are questions that I... Work, work through with my clients all the time. So it sounds mm-hmm. like I should be doing this while they're on their period. It's the perfect um. time to do it. <laughs> yeah sounds like it okay um and then you've got some foods listed there as well um
1: and we can talk about that with like pulling off of the menstrual cycle and going into the um how to do this if you are out of your menstrual cycle if you're
2: on birth control we'll go into all that yeah yeah we'll do that after let's just get through yeah the cycle awesome okay so we just finished the why phase and now we're moving into the how phase so you can you tell us yes. what that is
1: So usually at the end of menstruation, we all feel this nice lift in our energy again. And Mm -hmm. it's because our estrogen is rising again. And um, we have the how phase. And we have this really amazing capacity to problem solve during this phase. Um, We can see the bigger picture. And we can see how it would work in this phase really very well and clearly. So it's the perfect time to figure out how to approach Your partner, for instance, or how to give yourself the self love and the self needed value to have this conversation. So, you know, if your partner is a like go out and hike person and that, you know, hiking for whatever reason stimulates good conversation, that's a great time to have a conversation. So, you want to think about like, how do I approach my partner so that we can have a conversation, not so that I'm just screaming bloody murder. Instead, (laughs) so it's like, okay, take a look at your partner. How is a good way to approach my partner? And also, if you're not in a relationship, it's a great time to go, okay, so these are patterns that I've had in my past. How can I break out of these patterns? What are the things that I need to help break out of the patterns? So it's really good problem solving phase. And then when you go into your ovulation, that's when you do it. That's when you have the conversation. That's when you are at your real peak verbally. Your verbal cortex is at its peak.
2: Mm-hmm. So your
1: ability to have a really good, thoughtful conversation is at its peak right then. So
2: that's when you actually do and act on things. So fascinating. So um, before we move into if women are perimenopause, menopause, or on birth control, um, how does where would this apply to... To dating, like, when would be the best time to go on a first date or a second date when it's still very new or, um, I don't know, be on, um, you know, the dating apps are like, like how does this apply to actually dating if you're not in a relationship? Oh,
1: absolutely. So I consider the top part of this chart, the little phase and the menstrual phase are self-dating time. This is when
2: you should be just
1: pampering yourself.
2: Okay. So the what and the why. So right before your mm-hmm. period and during your period. Mm-hmm. You have very time. internal focus.
1: You have okay. very low energy and it's the perfect time to really do, you know, take yourself on a date. Go relax, go to the, you know, go to the spa, but do your self-care in a big way during this time.
2: Awesome. And then the how and the do phase
1: are those are types. your dating
2: phases. Okay. So right sure. after your period. Yeah. And in okay. fact, if you want to get even more specific,
1: your ovulation phase, which is mm-hmm. around day fourteen of your cycle, doesn't mm-hmm. it's not on day fourteen as Western medicine would have you. Mm-hmm believe it can be, but it doesn't have to be. You're not Uh crazy if it's not. Uh Um, but that's the perfect time to do first and second dates. Um, because that verbal skill is at its peak You can, you just feel on fire. And I know we've all experienced those days where we're like, we just went into that presentation and nailed it, or we Mm -hmm. just had that conversation and nailed it. And then other times we can't think of the word house and we're like, you know, that box that we live in, (laughs) that thing, (laughs) that's the direct influence of our hormonal, uh, our reproductive hormone hormones on our actual brain ability. So first and second dates in that ovulation phase are amazing.
2: Awesome. I love this. This is so fascinating. I have never learned about my period or my cycle in this stage at all. I mean, I've learned that when you're on your period, like, you know, Ayurveda will say, like, be very, you know, definitely self-care, restorative yoga, like all that kind of stuff. But like, I've never seen it, you know, like this before. So this was just so, so awesome. Um, Okay. So now let's get into what does this look like if you're on birth control. Cause obviously hormones are a little bit, well, they're not behaving with the moon, so to speak. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how the cycle works when you're on birth control and does it change depending on what birth control you're on?
1: Not particularly because birth control ultimately what it does is it preempts your body. So your body mm-hmm. won't make its own, uh, estrogen, progesterone, not whatever it is. Um, okay. So (laughs) a long-term use has shown some pretty crazy side effects. Uh, Just getting your body to kick back on sometimes can be really hard. Like I find a lot of times that coming off of birth control, it's you might be able to get pregnant because your eggs are, now you have all these eggs that are Mm -hmm. to be used. Um, But the other things like energy levels, libido, um, skin and and hair and whatnot, because you've shut off those hormones for so long, it can take a long time to rebound off
2: of it. Yeah.
1: Um, But that being said, if you can sync your birth control to the moon cycles, all the more power to you because you can then use that energy. I mean... There's a very good reason that there's so many words in our um, lexicon that are from the moon, like lunatic, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that ERs have extra staff on full moons. It's, It's just, we go crazy. We have a very direct uh energy that goes right along with the moon so if you can actually use that to your advantage taking birth control that can really help sometimes coming off of it as well because you're already in that cycle okay uh, and so how you, would
2: you how would you do that like how would you know know what like how would you know when to like would you start your period or would you start your birth control on like Day one of your period, or like what? Yeah, basically, you could just
1: shift, like skip a day and sort of shift your cycle back or forward, depending on. It's easier to go back because then you don't have to have an extra pack, but you can shift yourself back so that you're going through your um, sugar pill week, that placebo pill week,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, during the new moon. So you would be getting your period on the day of the new moon.
2: Okay. That's your Y phase. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that
1: low internal energy for the moon, which also goes for, um, women who are not yet or have passed through their menstrual phase. Cause then you really have that deep moon connection because you don't have any hormones to counter affect it. Mm-hmm. So you really can like get into that moon energy.
2: Got it. And well, what about, um, women who might be not using the pill, but like using, um, like some sort of like IUD or like the, um, the arm implant, like, or, I mean, there's probably not a lot you can do or we just like, yeah. If you
1: have no period at all because of a hormonal implant or whatnot, um, mm-hmm. for the shot then you just want to go with the moon cycles. Because they're still going to affect you. They affect men. If you look at a man's androgen cycle, it's usually in a direct relationship with the moon. So we all have a hormonal cycle that goes along with the moon. Um, our sleep hormones, all of the hormones that go into our happy feelings and our sleep feelings, all of those are actually affected by this, the light of the moon. So if you can sleep in a pitch black room, except for during the full moon, and then have maybe a window curtain open a little bit or like a little pink Himalayan salt lamp or something like that for like maybe the day before, the day of, and the day after the full moon, you can actually reset your circadian rhythm and you will sleep better and you will feel better because your hormones want to be in concert with the cycles of the moon, we just aren't
2: letting them. That's so interesting. Um, and so when you're talking about, and I just want to make sure, cause I don't know if women in my community have done, you know, anything with the moon. I'm, I haven't really done that much stuff. Um, but when you say, you know, if you don't have your period or you're just totally, you know, off because of, you know, an IUD or whatever. Um, When you say go with the moon, that means like, you know, when it's a full moon, you're in the do phase. And then like when it's waning, you do the what phase and there's no moon. new Mm -hmm. moon. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Which is why I
1: put on that month administration chart, what phase of the moon is mm correlated with what phase of the menstrual cycle so that it can be used even if you're
2: not having a menstrual cycle. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And for those listening, this will make a lot of, even more sense when you can see the chart and actually you can even look at the chart as we're um, talking about this. So it'll um, be really, Mm -hmm. really clear. Um, Okay, this is, this is just so, so fascinating and definitely something I will be thinking about um, moving forward. So I want to go now into women who are perimenopause or menopause and hormones are just all sort of out of whack. Um, how does this work for them and what can they do to lessen their symptoms? So when you are around the age of 35... Uh, You want to start,
1: if you aren't already, you really want to start doing that luniception, sleeping in a dark room and making sure that you're getting the proper moon phase sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And you really want to be taking care of your sleep. Like protect it as if it's your child. You know, I'm viciously protective of my um, sleep cycle. My Mm -hmm. darling uh, partner that I have now... The first time he slept over, I was like, just so you know, I go to sleep at 10. If you fuck with my sleep cycle, you will never be invited back. (laughs) Um, You know, it was just, I'm very, very protective of my sleep cycle. And that's a big part of uh, helping keep that transition and those balanced um, hormones. And it doesn't matter what phase of life you're in. Even children do better when they have a very regulated sleep cycle. So it's, it affects all of us no matter what. Um, So that's the first thing that helps going through the perimenopause and into menopause transition. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, making sure that you're doing the gut healing work because you are going to have some crazy things happening and you want to make sure you're synthesizing those hormones correctly and eliminating them out of your body correctly as well. And that's one of the biggest problems is that because of our fiberless, really, diets and and processed foods, we're not getting the proper fat and the proper fiber that we need, Mm -hmm. which is what we have to have in order to get estrogen out of our system. Otherwise, it just gets absorbed back in and then you have another month of estrogen and another Environmental estrogen and the month before, and the month before, and the month before that just keeps getting re brought into your system. So, having a really good um, gut healing protocol and making sure you're getting the proper amount of really good, healthy fibers because you need that for the estrogen to Mm -hmm. get absorbed and any toxins in your body actually to be absorbed into, and then fiber to sweep it all out. So, Those are my top two things, really guarding your um, sleep cycle as if it was your child and Mm -hmm. and making sure you're eating really well. And that's why I try to encourage women to see food as the ultimate form of self-care.
2: Yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah. So um, for women who are going through menopause or perimenopause, they still – so basically, everyone goes by this cycle, whether you're on birth yeah. control, menopause, you know, trying to get yeah. pregnant, whatever it is, um, everyone's going on this cycle with the moon.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to the fact that our um, pineal gland and our pituitary gland and all of these things that actually um, tell your body to make hormones. Mm -hmm. the good ones, um, are completely based on the light from the moon. And we've really written it off as being, you know, just something that those crazy witch ladies do, but it turns (laughs) out those crazy witch ladies were totally right, which is why we had witch burnings in the first place. So, you know, the, the, Church did murder nine million women, and they still failed at eliminating <laughs> this in our collective consciousness. So, you know, hey, we are the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn. <laughs> it's really very true. Yeah, I think um, but
2: it's, it is. It's yeah, true. I think it's really interesting because um, you know, a lot of cultures have something around at the moon. Like, so I'm Jewish, and Judaism has a lot of stuff around the moon, and Judaism is, yeah. you know, it's not like as many you know, people that are Jewish that are Christian, but it's still definitely like a mainstream monotheistic religion. And there's a lot of stuff about the moon and that tradition. And then like yoga and Ayurveda, like not as mainstream, but definitely still widely accepted by a lot of people. So um, I think mm-hmm. this will definitely be um, just a fascinating topic for my community to explore. And also what I'll include in the show notes is if you have any other links about, you know, looking into um, – or just learning more about the moon cycle and how it works and how it affects us. Um, I'll definitely include those in the show notes just so we can learn more. And I think I did actually, um, here's some statistic about like the number of like violent crimes are like yeah. astronomically high on the full moon. Um, oh, yeah. which is just kind of crazy. Um, when you, when you think about it. So definitely there's definitely something there for sure. Um, Awesome. Well, this conversation was so fascinating. It's totally new for me and I think new to a lot of my listeners. So I'm just excited to get this out to them. Um, So but if um, my listeners have any more questions or want to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that?
1: So I have two options. One is head over to my website, theperiodcoach.com, okay. and check it out because there's lots of good information on there, especially if you head over to the blog. So it's just backslash blog.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, there's a search bar so you can search things. Um, it's We switched over from an old website to a new one, so let me know if anything didn't make the conversion okay. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then the other thing is I have a Facebook group, and it is made up of women in all phases. Um, And we do a a menstrual Monday where we check in where we are in our menstrual phase, whether you are on birth control or not um, even menstruating anymore. We ask that you just tap into what phase of the moon you are in. We have a lot of women in there from – all around the world. So, you know, the phases can be different depending on where you are. So we ask where you're, what the moon is and how you're feeling and making those associations weekly. So it kind of keeps you in tune with what's happening because you're checking in every week with the group. So the Facebook group is um, facebook.com backslash groups backslash C. -c 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 L B and it stands for the red circle lady business.
2: Okay. Awesome. I will probably have to email you that just to get the link. I'll throw those in the show notes as well. Um, and just to remind everyone, the show notes will be at Veronica grant.com forward slash episode 22. And that's where you can get the links to Sasha's Facebook group blog. Um, I'll throw in some stuff about the moon info and how to get the, um, menstruation chart. And Sasha, as always, I always ask my guests um, what their favorite way to treat themselves is. So what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh,
1: hands down, going to the Korean spa. For 20 bucks, you can spend the entire day in mineral pools and saunas of all sorts of different kinds and cold pools, and it's just, you come out feeling like a a wrung out towel. And it's amazing.
2: (laughs) That sounds awesome. Especially for 20 bucks. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. And hey, you get a group on it. It's even less. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is such a fascinating conversation. And it was just such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. This is so much fun. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating.
0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.